The Terrible Warriors gets funding by listeners like you through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Today on The Terrible Warriors, Derek the Bard brings his Edmonton crew together to play Unknown Armies. The world is a weird and terrifying place, filled with secrets and hidden mysteries. It is populated by an occult underground of cabals and adepts, avatars, and the supernaturally inclined. One such cabal is Houdini, traveling circus performers, who are about to get in way over their heads. Oh, but I am getting ahead of myself. Who are Houdini? Join us now in our marathon character creation session to find out. Because they're not a cabal of adepts, avatars, and supernaturally inclined just yet. No, they're simply the Terrible Warriors. Greetings, Terrible Listeners. This is Derek the Bard from the Edmonton Crew. And we are back in... God, I guess you're listening to this at the start of November. Cool. Because we've been uh, swapping out Blades in the Dark and Song of Ice and Fire for a few weeks now. You, you have listened to the uh, the terrible betrayal of Ratbones. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- Shane taking his place in Terrible Warriors Infamy with Julian. W- will they ever be in a game together and team up to betray everyone else? Or will they simply play against each other and betray each other or themselves? Gods for life. <laughs> Camp's over. Is it gold? Yeah, Go goals. <laughs> but we are not playing Blades of the Dark today. No, no. Sadness. Well, I'm excited. No, I'm excited. I'm just... You you guys <laughs> just tried to blow up an orphanage at that last game in the wrong part of town. Easily the worst and plan killed, I've ever had. You, you killed me for it, so I think that's fair. Yeah, also one of the... Oh, oh, only one of the three... <laughs> so now we're the One goal. of the three of you is dead. One of you betrayed the party, and the other one ran off with Flotsam and Jetsam. Yep. Presumably to live in Duskville's neighborhood equivalent of Florida. Yep, as much as we could, anyways. <laughs> as much as you could. I'm assuming if we ever go back to that, we start on Iron Hook. <laughs> uh, if you ever go back to that, you're playing new characters. Oh, yeah, I that's only fair. To be <laughs> I, I mean, or you could play a ghost. You could always, you could <laughs> you also could always play, play a ghost. Oh my god, you could play a ghost. But, but anyway, anyway, this new game. Anywho. That game was we, so gorgeously disastrous, Guillermo del Toro wanted to direct it. <laughs> Zing! Uh, but seriously, oh, call us. Um, <laughs> a- anyway, obviously, I'm joined around the table with my good friends. Will Mitchell. Shane Fitzgerald. Cameron Dunn. And today we are playing Unknown Armies. Unknown Armies is a game very close to my heart. I played it... I have played it since its first edition. Um, I actually won prizes by playing a crazy dipsomantic writer uh, at a convention game where I spent most of my time arguing with nothing... And then we corrupted the nicest man in the world. Awesome. To prevent him from ascending, and in, apparently in service to the devil. Hmm. I love <laughs> everything about this. Sounds Unknown great. Armies <laughs> is a weird game. Unknown Armies is a uh, urban fantasy modern occult game uh, on the darker side of things. Where it's very much a game about broken people and their obsessions and their passions. And their slow downward spiral into insanity and oblivion. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm smelling the Cthulhu on that. Yeah, but there is no, there aren't tentacle monsters. In fact, 
All of the monsters of unknown armies, all the supernatural horrors, all spring from the human mind. Humans are the true monsters of this mythos. Oh, nice. There may um, be tentacles tomorrow, well, though. Well, we hope not. Humans. Oh, yeah. Human um, X. Li- literally about 24, less than 24 hours after we record this, we're also recording Kagigami High. Uh, also with Shane and Will. It's going to be a real good weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this is going to be a weird-ass weekend, guys. This is the normal game that we're running. Yeah. I'm also excited. shout-out to Wes. Yeah, yeah man, Chuck, happy birthday. It is Wes's birthday on the day that we are recording this. However, since you cannot know that secret information unless you steal Wes's identity using some weird occult correspondence ritual, uh, we're not going to tell you when we're recording this, but we are going to say, Wes, when you hear this, man, happy birthday. Yeah, dude. This, yeah. this one goes out to you. We'll make it punny. See, we're still playing the wrong game for that. Yeah. Kyle Gami High is the pun chart. <laughs> yeah. Uh. What at a loss to say? Roll roll uh, D66 and Kagami High to come up with a random pun. Anywho, unknown armies. Now, I do I will say that there is one overarching supernatural force in the world of, of unknown armies, which is the invisible clergy. The invisible clergy are 333, well, less than 333 because the world hasn't ended yet. Human beings who've ascended to a sort of archetypal godhood. And we're not talking about, like, they, they have names like Zeus or uh, Arish Kagel or what have you. They embody archetypes. The mother, the masterless man, the flying woman, the naked goddess, archetype of porn. She exists in this game. There's a cult of mages who worship her. Oh, They're called oh, pornomancers. I remember you talking about this on the show. Can this I? is the one with the pornomancers. Oh, fuck. It's all right. We've pornomancer. <laughs> Is that is that a thing I can be? Like, no. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's lean against it. Um, but just we know this specifically. There. It's not what you think it is. No, I bet you it isn't. Um, because this thing twists everything, <laughs> uh, and they go in a very different direction. With that said, this is the third edition of the game, which was released as a Kickstarter. Uh, came out probably about five six months back. And instead of being able to be a pornomancer in this, unless you just want to port the rules over, you can be an avatar of the naked goddess now. Oh. Neat. Um, which is good and bad. Yeah. But at least she's not what they described her as in the first edition, which is that her archetype was the girl that everyone gets to have but you. Ooh. This is so sad. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> she was a porn star. She literally ascended well, on yeah. camera. Um... Now, I've the, a weird quirk of this game is that the character creation rules aren't actually in the, the playbook. The It's supposed to be like the player's handbook. Yeah. They're in the GM's book. Interesting. Because they are weirdly involved. I love weirdly involved. Now, Let's do this. Now, before we do this, um, I'm going to explain a couple of the basic mechanics of the game. Okay. And I'm just going to go down your character sheet here. If you're a Patreon subscriber, at the end of this campaign, or possibly at the start of this campaign, you'll actually receive um, a link for the PDFs of all the character sheets, and you can actually follow along with us. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go to the Atlas Games website and download a copy of this character sheet as well if you're interested. Because I'm going to be using it as an actual visual reference. So, first off, you've got your name. Your Cabal is going to be your group. Sweet. Your current objective... You're going to write that down, and you're actually going to we're going to assign a numerical value to that, okay. which is both going uh, between zero and one hundred, which is both going to be used to track how close you are to achieving that objective, much like the uh, stress clocks in Blades in the Dark. Okay, yeah. Um, but it's also going 
to be occasionally straight up rolled. That was an impressive cracking of the, <laughs> yeah. of the joint chain. Like that that was like oh. Hulk walking to the battle, cracks his neck to one side, then punches a guy through three buildings. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um distinguishing characteristics, you're gonna write a couple notes down there, just kind of describe your characters. Next to that you have rage, noble and fear. These are your passions. Your rage passion is the thing that pisses you off the most. That uh, when you invoke it, you get mad. Okay. And when you get mad, people die. Or, you know, bad shit happens. Or you just kind of lose your cool and fly off the handle. Either way... Something neat happens. Yeah. And probably violent. Your noble passion is your higher ideal. Um, okay. It is the... It's. It could be a goal. It could be um, your faith. It could be something. Yeah. You're going to put words to that. Your fear passion will tie to one of your five shock meters. And it is the thing that scares the ever-living shit out of you. And every one of you has a fear passion. Sweet. Um, Now, this game runs on percentile dice. Here's what your passion lets you do. Once per session, once per passion, when you're in an applicable situation, you can flip-flop the dice. Oh, so a 58 becomes an 85? You don't want that, but more like an 85 uh, sorry, becomes a 58. An 85 becomes 58 because it's roll under my bad? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Well, I mean, hey, if it's more interesting. <laughs> um, under that are your relationships. You're going to pick two of them. Between the favorite, the guru, the mentor, the responsibility, and the protege. One of these relationships will be a GM character. The other one will be one PC in this group. So you will all be interlinked to each other. Cool. You have an actual numerical value beside them. Keeping in mind, you only pick two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will explain each of them uh, as we go through character creation. Um, that will be informed by one of your skills. Now, that's only where it starts, however. Because as you deal with that relationship, that stat will go up and down. If you... Um, if your favorite is, you know, your dear old saintly mother... Um, if you come down and, you know, you spend your day helping her move out of her, uh, helping her move out of her apartment or helping her like move the new refrigerator in and it takes time out and maybe you mess up your back along the way, your relationship goes up by 5%. If you come over and just browbeat her into giving you cash, uh, so that you can buy that hot new occult artifact you're trying to get your hands on, however... Might work, but your relationship's going to go down. And I presume if we don't call her, like, it goes way down. <laughs> Possibly. It depends on how you're defining things. Cool. Um, and that's going to go up and down. And those NPCs are going to give me people to use over mm-hmm. the course of the game. So in that box, you're going to write down a little t- uh, bit of detail, and yeah. you're going to track your number. And you're probably going to cross that out a few times, depending on what you do. Yeah. Next up, we have what really is the core of this game mechanic and what makes it really cool, which is your shock meters. Helplessness, isolation, self, unnatural, and violence. These are all the stressors, excuse me, in your life. Helplessness tracks those times you've been unable to take action that you felt was necessary. Isolation tracks when you've been cut off from society or your loved ones. And that could be one of your... Uh, relationships dies or cuts you out entirely. Mm-hmm. It could be that you're in solitary confinement. Cool. Yourself 
uh, is your own per- is driven by your own personal failures and the violations of your deeply held beliefs. When you realize you are not the person that you thought you were, mm. you start having to make self checks. Oh, cool. Unnatural is when you're exposed to phenomena uh, which challenge your perception of reality. If you're an adept, which means someone who practices a school of magic, uh, or an avatar, meaning that you are someone who embodies a portion of one of the archetypes of the invisible clergy, your unnatural is probably going to be already marked pretty high going into the game because you're just weird to begin with. Yeah. But if you're a cop just fresh off the beat who's just suddenly gotten pulled into all of this nonsense, your unnatural is probably going to be fairly low to start. And then you're going to take a shit ton of it as the game progresses. Cool. Finally, your violence. This is one of two health meters in the game. Your violence tracks your reaction to physical violence done to you and done by you to others or that you witness being done to others. So you'll take violent stresses when you're actually physically attacked, but you also have a wound threshold, uh, which tracks how much damage you take. Hmm. Um, And your base set is 50 wounds. And if you take more than that, you're in pretty fucked up shape. Now, with your uh, uh, with your shock meters, you're going to notice there are dots and mm-hmm. there are boxes. Your dots track your hardened checks. Whenever you uh, check off one of these boxes, it becomes hardened. Uh, you don't have to make any stress checks uh, that are equal to or less than your hardened notches. Mm. But the more hardened notches you get, the more callous and unfeeling you start to become to that sort of situation. And the more you start losing yourself into it. Um, Someone with a lot of hardened violence um, checks is a mean-ass son of a bitch. They're the kind of person that immediately reacts with violence and everyone around them knows it. Um, The more stress-hardened checks you have, the less you know about yourself, the less you start seeing yourself as a unique person. But that also means that that's less about yourself that you can ever spontaneously realize. Mm -hmm. Now... I'm noticing on these tracks, there's sort of opposing increased yes, numbers, um, and it looks like skills down the side. You somewhere? have two different sets of skills for each one of these tracks. There are only ten skills in the game. Uh, the top one is your upbeat skill. It is, um, it is inversely proportional to your hardened checks. Mm-hmm. The less hardened checks you have, the better that skill is. The bottom one is your downbeat skill. The more hardened checks you have, the better that skill is. Interesting. Um, your responsibility, uh, sorry, your uh, relationships are all going to be based initially on your upbeat skill. Um, it's stuff like uh, violence. The more violent a person you are, the better you are at kicking ass, but the harder time you have connecting to people. Um, the, the more fucked up you are with the supernatural world... The better you are at keeping secrets and deciphering secrets, but the worse you are at noticing things because you start having apophenia where you just start connecting everything. The, the more that you know, the harder it is yes. to lie. Beside each of these, you have your failures. Every time you fail a stress check, every time you succeed, you're going to mark a hardened box. Every time you fail, you're going to mark a failure. Mm-hmm. Failures have nothing good about them. And every time you get a failure, it's going to start affecting how you RP that character. Because it's going to change how that character interacts with the world. Now, 
you can seek professional help and start wiping away some of these hardened boxes and some of these failures because they both affect how your character should be played. Beside that, you'll also see um, specifically a trait that you use to defend against stress results and a trait that is used to cause stress on that. Hmm. Then below that are your identities. You start with a minimum of two identities, and you'll get 120 points to divide amongst them. They can go no lower than 15 and no higher than 90 at uh, start of play, which is fine, especially if you obsess over that identity, because then you'll get to flip-flop anyway. Yeah. Um, your identities say, I'm a something. Um, I'm a doctor. So of course I have access to medical records and know how to sew someone up. Mm-hmm. You'll get one ability that you can substitute your identity skill for, regardless of what that ability's uh, trait is. So you could actually be this really touchy-feely Tai Chi instructor who has, like, one hardened violence check, but you've got struggle as your, uh, as your swapped ability because you know how to, uh, you know how to hit someone. You yeah. just don't do it. Yeah. Then you have cool. two features underneath, and features are additional little game quirks. I'm a doctor, so of course I know how to sew people up. But I also know how to... Uh, one of my features is that I can apply medical treatment to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can actually help heal them. Yeah. Now, there's an additional... There are two other kinds of identities that you can take. The first one is a supernatural identity. Supernatural identities do not get features. Instead, what they get is a supernatural ability. Which we'll go into if one of you decides to take it. Cool. Um, which gives you additional benefits in play. The other type of identity is an adept or an avatar identity. I'm a blank, in which case you'd say I'm an avatar of the mother. Or I'm a personomancer. So of course I can blank. Except that you don't actually get that if you're an avatar or an adept. You do not get of course I can, and you do not get substitutes for an ability. And your features are preset. Okay. Um, But... If you're an avatar, you get access to your avatar powers. But your avatar powers also come with a taboo. Mm. They come with certain attributes that you can... Uh, symbols that you uh, have associated with you. And a taboo that you can't... Uh, that if you break, you start losing your connection to your archetype. Um, an adept school has a taboo, in which case you lose all your mojo. Mm. It has ways of gaining charges. And it has spells that you can cast using those charges. Being minor, significant, and major. Nice. Important question. Does this actually refer to magic as mojo? At times. Awesome. I I love that. I wish more games did. The generic way it refers to it in the book is magic with a K. Ah, classic. Um, But within the game itself, you could refer to it as a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. I I was just curious because that's a term for magic that I'm particularly fond of and I don't see enough. And that's what goes over on this other box on the side. If you're an adept, you're going to use the adept sheet. If you're an avatar, you're going to use the avatar sheet. If you're a regular mortal, you're going to use the supernatural sheet, um, which you'll also use if you take a supernatural identity, which you don't have to do. Okay. Thus, in this game, you can have a wizard, um, the avatar of the masterless man, um, a doctor, and that crazy dude down the block who will read chicken entrails for you for a buck fifty. And they're all in the same party, and they're all using the exact same system. Really cool. Shane's looking at me like that. Shane, do you want to play the guy down the block who reads chicken entrails for a buck fifty? No, you just reminded me. I think I know that guy. I heard him in the park 
once going zinga zinga Rastafari walla 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 oh god damn it <laughs> I, I'm amazed however that Shane memorized the entire chicken man yes. chant from Ghostbusters <laughs> yeah <man>. um <laughs> Does he use his entrails like string theory or something? Just like... <laughs> he might. This is a weird game. Wouldn't put it past him. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, if you fail a um, uh, shock check, uh, stress check, uh, you're going to have one of three reactions. You're going to panic, you're going to paralyze, or you're going to frenzy. Cool. None of these are good. No, of course not. Always frenzy. All right. Now, this game is supposed to use a freaking cork board, but because we don't have a cork board... Oh, do we do we construct like a crazy person like bunch of like photos I and strings? So. Well, you you construct a thing between your characters, that's for sure. Sweet. As I mentioned, the character creation rules are not actually in the core book. I now feel it's necessary to mention that as Derek was setting this up, we were all watching episode 1 of The Tick. Yeah, the no. new Amazon Prime tick. Okay, no, seriously. <laughs> uh, it's not like I'm plugging for Amazon Prime, guys, but if you get a chance, you have to watch the tick. Yeah, it's pretty yes. great. It, it is the best adaptation of the character since the Fox cartoon show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Defs, definitely. Uh, it's certainly more serious. But also kind of true to it. Spoon! Like, oh, yeah. We haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> he doesn't actually shout that in the show, and it's my oh, internal disappointment. Tragic. Well, yeah, but I mean, hey, it's first season, right? Did their superhero yeah. friends come? You know what? Never mind. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Just so really we're going to start with... I actually with... care about spoilers in this series. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I showed them one episode, and I got them invested. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Gather the cabal. Well, I've got the three of you together. There's a very pretty picture in that book right next to that. The, these books are fantastic. I mean, just look at the layout on these things. Like, this, this is... Honestly, um, listeners, if you get a chance, it's 100% worth your time to go out and pick these books up. Uh, it's three books. Um, if you did what I did and you were in on the Kickstarter, you got all three of them together for one great price. Uh, it's Play, Run, and Reveal. Uh, books one, two, and three. And they're gorgeous. They're just... They're fucking gorgeous. The production value on this is easily one of the best from any Kickstarter that I've seen. Yeah, this is... Uh, Look at that. Like, they're, the collages of images are just fantastic. This is making me really regret every Kickstarter I haven't backed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I more money, fool. I, I, I spent too much of my money on Kickstarters, and oh. I really need to stop. But at the same time, but like with I've gotten like so many great games yeah. out of this. We got this one. Uh, we got Bedlam Hall, which we haven't run yet, but mm. it's going to be amazing when we do. It's Adam's Family Meets Downton Abbey. Oh, uh, that's also where Gruel Truck came from. Nice. It's from, the, it's from Monkey Fun. It's the same company. Okay, so let's make some characters. Some yeah. Card all card right. Note note cards. We don't have a cork board. I have one at home. I should have brought. I could have run out to Staples before this game and gotten one, but I didn't think about it. So we're gonna start with step one. Okay. The big picture. Okay. Once the pen writes. Hmm. One day. No, no, I got it. Yep, there we go. Okay. Big situation. We're going to figure out what your objective as a group is. Hmm. Um, now, I'm going to lay this out for you. I have an idea for the game that I kind of want to put before you. Okay. Um, I've talked about it before. I watch Carnival a lot. And I like the idea of you three being modern-day carnival performers. Love it. 
And your objective in this case, if you're cool with this, I'm just going to put it out there for you, is literally going to be to get hired with, we're going to call it the Benton Brothers Carnival. Okay. Cool. Uh, you are on essentially a road trip to go there. I love it. Um, so you're going to keep moving towards that. Um, you cool with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds, sounds cool to me. Sign with... Sign on with Benton Brothers. As long as I don't have to play an illusionist. <laughs> yeah, because that worked out so well last time. What, what was uh, Ian Flux's uh, secret uh, history? Oh, that's right. Barry Allen punched you in one panel. Yeah, but I avoided him in the next one because I wasn't there. <laughs> that was... I, I'm sorry, Cam. Your, your, your reason for not being there was gold. It's uh, like, I hear there's a mission to Central City. I pretend to be catatonic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So you're going to all grab your sheets. Um, and I'm going to start this by saying, what are you guys interested in playing? I'll figure out which sheets we give everyone. Yeah. There's so many good carnival acts. Well, start off with the simple phrase, do you want to play a regular person slash someone with a supernatural identity, an avatar, or an adept? I want to play the strongman avatar. You want to play an avatar? Nice. Okay, okay. we're going to give Cam... <laughs> I knocked my dice on the floor. I'll pick them up later. We're going to give you an avatar sheet. Nice. Will. Cam, I love seeing you take the initiative here, by the way. Yeah, beautiful dude. Um... I think, um, oh gosh, there's so many good carnival acts. Um, I think I'm going to go with... Well, don't necessarily think of your act first. Think of basically what do you want to, what interests you more as a player? Well, I mean, my base instinct is to not be supernatural at all. <laughs> this is just a dude. Okay, Will's playing a dude. Shane, <laughs> you you want to be a dude? You want to be a wizard, or you want to be an avatar? Uh, I feel like we should like mix it up and have all three. So if you're just gonna be a dude, then which you I should be the wizard. Also, the gang's yeah. all okay. Here. Then you're an adapt. There we go. You we'll got go an adapt sheet. Take uh, an adapt sheet, my friend. Alrighty then. Ugh, Kidoki, fantastic. Okay. Let's start with uh, giving you all some names. Mm. Chad Broski. No. Uh. <laughs> okay. I am going to completely ban the use of the name Chad now because Chad has been in four, in what, four different campaigns he's at this recursor? point. Yeah, he's uh, secretly a, a recursor. Uh, um, every time he's been a bro, he has been four different kinds of bros at this point. Oh. From the Ghostbuster secretary to a night spawn <laughs> um, to uh, real bros kill demons. <laughs> Sorry, real bros <laughs> kill monsters. Yeah. Um, did you include Friday the 13th in there? Yeah. yeah uh, it might have only been three games then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you there for Friday the 13th? I was not in it, but I have been listening to it, and it is hilarious. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. 
I'm assuming he's he's related to the uh, the crazy mobsters from Haw- from the Hawkeye comics, mm. who at mm. one point have an entire page where they only say the word bro, but God, one of them uses it. At, at some point, we're going to hit some kind of special event where you just make character sheets of all the crazy characters you yourself have created and make <laughs> us play them. Maybe Galvar, Mutork, Chad. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, he made me Mutork, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is just what he thinks about my psyche. Well, I mean, you are a mechanic. Yeah, you do it well. I mean, you're the only person in this group other than Wes who actually understands how an internal combustion engine works. <laughs> Come on, guys. Throw some names at me. Chuck. Uh, uh, Adams. I don't know. Chuck Adams. Write it down. Okay. Um, I'm thinking my sort of... My rube name is going to be Steven Lundberg, but my <laughs> stage name Here we go. Uh, is going to be uh, Braggadocio. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. What have I done? Bing call me Bragg for short. Okay. Uh, Shane? Okay. That's a good... Uh... What's a good average Joe name? And no, it's not going to be Joe. That's You've already done I've Joe. I've my load on Joe. <laughs> JoJo. Phrasing. Yeah, I was just going to say, man. <laughs> uh, hey, well, man, the game we're playing on... tomorrow, you could very well, well roll up the name and be JoJo Cupcake. Oh, dear God. <laughs> what was the name we had? It was like Daisy Cupcake. Daisy yeah. Cupcake. Uh, was it yeah, Daisy it was, Sparky Cupcake? It was Daisy Sparkle Cupcake. Daisy. Well, it was what we rolled up for Kagami High yesterday. Okay. Shoot, I should have went with that. <laughs> Kim, what did you say your name was? Chuck Adams. <laughs> Chuck. Uh, I think I'll go with Jake Hawkins. Hmm. Jake and a nice little throw uh, throwaway there to Carnival. Uh, it, it, the main character was Will Hawkins in Carnival. Well, nice. one of the main uh, characters, completely by accident because I haven't seen. Carnival. Oh well, look at that. Art imitates life. It imitates art. Whatever. Sounds and you have magic. Yay! <laughs> Will you be an avatar for darkness? We don't know yet. Let's find out. Oh, key- are we are we doing? Are we like bothering with stage names at all, or is that just you can if you'd like to? Okay, because I just thought of one that I kind of like. Totally gotta have one. Being the wizard and all, uh, Mesmero. Oh yeah, dude, doing mentalism and shit, and also straight up actual magic. (laughs) Will, what what did you say your real name was? Uh, Steven Lundberg. Steve slash Bragg. Yeah, Jake slash Mesmero. It's like Mysterio, but not. Yeah. What's going to be really funny is if we find a school for you that you like that doesn't have mesmerism powers. <laughs> no, but that's cool. He could have, like, he could do a mesmerism act, no, but I, then his magic is totally unrelated. One of your identities could be, I'm a carnival hypnotist. Yeah. So, of course, I could pretend to have magic powers. The other one, I'm an adept of something, so I have actual magic powers. Now, the, the idea is somebody's going to come up to him and be like, you don't, do, you don't actually mesmerize anybody. You're a fraud. And I'm like, I have fireballs I can shove up your ass. You really want to argue with I me? I will turn you into a chicken, so help me. <laughs> All right, then. Next up, notch the unnatural meters. Um, so you're going to put one notch in each of your meters to start with. So just put a check mark in your uh, in each of these. Okay. Where? Uh, just on the first one. On yeah. the first one? Okay. 
Yeah, and now you're going to notch your own natural meter. You're going to go, we're going to go around the table, and each of you is going to describe the events that, uh, that convinced you that the supernatural was real. Um, at the end of that, we're all going to have a little discussion over how many unnatural notches this should give you. Oh, great. Um, is this a shared event, or is it a personal event? No, this is a personal event for okay. you. Um, basically, there are a couple different stages of character creation in this, um, and we're going to kind of go through them one at a time. It basically forces you to start at your high concept and then get into the nitty-gritty. Love it. So. Um, Braggadocio became convinced of the supernatural when he had been working as a talker for a ossified man act. Um, and like the guy was very old school. He actually has the condition where like your ligaments turn calcify. Um, and this is kind of like always been this dude's dream, and so he's happy to do it. It was all good, whatever. And the act was winding down. He, the The guy was like going to go get hospitalized and get treatment. And at night, went out for a smoke, and I saw him walking around. And that should have been completely <laughs> physically impossible. He should not be, you know, he was, he was turning to, like, calcium carbonate. He should not be able to move. And he's just walking around. I mean, he still looks exactly the same as he did on yeah. the stage. No, he like... absolutely still looks the same, but he was walking around no problems. Interesting. And, and that, that blew his mind. And did you talk to him at all about it? Or um, what did you do? I think he didn't talk to him about it then, but then he followed up with it after. And the guy kind of denies everything. But but things started to fall into place that had been happening during the show. Um, things that had been happening sort of, you know, at, on site that were impossible. That all kind of led back to this guy. And it started to unravel other well, things. Well, here's the question. Can he actually move? Or is it a ghost that moves him? Cool. Um, yeah. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, he kind of... He kind of started looking into this stuff. Okay, you you Does met he a happen to know a man named Herbert West. <laughs> <laughs> you met a haunted, ossified man. What do you guys think for uh, the unnatural on that one? Mm. Does that rate is uh, not too weird? Kind of weird, very weird. It's pretty weird. Mm. Ghost walking man. I don't know. I mean, like, weird medical anomalies happen all the time. Yeah. But also, like, the guy denies it, and, like, he is hospitalized. <laughs> well, let's actually... The doctors seem to agree. <laughs> Here's actually where I'm going to go to the core book. I didn't have any uh, markers, so I've actually just got paper clips throughout the entire book now that I'm going to have to remove later. Very methodically, so as not to rip anything, but... <laughs> you, you will understand why shortly. Okay, so we're going to go to the unnatural thresholds here. Yeah, it's got, like, examples at each point. Yeah, it does. Ah, cool. Um, hardened unnatural notches. One to three. There's little to distinguish you from an average person, except perhaps a tendency to snort derisively when someone mentions their intuitions. Um, or four to five. You tend to listen very closely and intently when someone discusses the paranormal or supernatural, trying to figure out if they know something or if they're just full of shit. Ooh, that rings a bell. You want to go for... What do you guys think? Should uh, should he go for the fourth notch? Yeah, I think four. Yeah. Okay, put four not, cool. uh, Put three more notches into a natural. Boom, boom, boom. All right, then. Shane. Okay. Uh... <clears throat> this is also... Um, 
I know what I want to say, but I know you're going to veto it. Well, well that's that's it. It. <laughs> yeah. don't tease me. Basically, Jake goes up to goes up to the woods with his friends to a cabin, and they find a weird book. And I'm just I'm just waiting for it to come. You, see, you want to do uh, I, I know you want to do Evil Dead. Yeah, a little bit. But the interesting thing is. Is that in universe? Uh, well, a cabin in the woods is a good place. It, to keep no, it. no, no, no. It can be, and I'm going to tell you why. Here we go. Because I, I flipped over to something called cinemancy. <gasps> what? Oh my god! Okay, okay. And uh, what, what I'm going to what I'm going <laughs> to say is, um, what you find here. Let me let me suggest this. You find a book, but what the book actually has is it's hollow. It's a movie prop, and inside of it is a reel of film. Oh. Uh, and there's an old projector in the cabin. You guys put the reel of film on. And it's a printing. Uh, it's um, B-roll from Evil Dead. But it's not shot with one of the studio cameras. It's shot with some guys like... Some, like, some guys 78. Yeah. Um, apparently he's just off. But the way the place that he's filming in, if you match it up to the movie itself, he can't be there. It is physically impossible for him to be taking this film and still be in the shot. And when you're kind of thinking about that, one of the deadites literally, like, ring walks out of the TV and causes shit. Until, like, somehow the the, uh, the camera gets knocked over and the projection right. stops. Yeah, so the camera's... it doesn't exist just like in the ring. Yeah. Oh. Rad, man. Um, now what Cinemancy does, uh, I'm just going to suggest this one, if you want to be the one to go into it, or it can just be that you found somebody's left, uh, you know, sloppy seconds. Um, <laughs> your magic comes from the paradox of, um, cliches and tropes within cinema that oh shouldn't exist. Um, everyone knows you cure amnesia with a blow to the head, right? Except you can't. That only causes more brain damage. But it's been used as a cheap writing technique in so many movies that it's become part of our collective knowledge. More importantly, people believe that uh, in that amnesia cure. If only a few people believe that, no biggie. But so much of humanity has seen that cliche so many times the illusion is more real than the truth. That's where cinemancers come in. Not only do they see those ruts in the ground, they can get other people to agree that it was caused by a 1998 Nissan Sentra that wouldn't start with a monster was creeping up on it. Cinemancy uses magic that makes cliches real. After all, everyone knows about them already. Magic is, uh, just gives the tropes a p the push needed to manifest in our world. So I just fell to, in love oh, with this fucking game. You're gonna say, be able to like punch someone back to life with CPR. Say all of that again, but slower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to be a cinemancer? Hell show? yeah. <laughs> Alright. Oh my god, that's so cool. That's gorgeous. Uh, I, I want to know, this, this game's magic system involves stuff I'm not like I'm not the avatar, but that makes me the avatar of internet so, readers. <laughs> this, yeah. this is like the precursor to when we play that kung fu game. Oh, oh god! <laughs> wh wh which one, Feng Shui or Kung Fu Action Theater? Kung Fu Action Theater. Yeah. Kung Fu Action Theater. That's All right, amazing. and we are spiking like hell, aren't we? Uh, yeah, but that's also just because our levels are all squished together. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so you had a weirdo uh, cabin in the woods moment. Yeah. Uh, and then fought a deadite. <laughs> uh, so perhaps that made you wonder about it and you started looking into it. And then you start, you know, maybe uh, you were, were you a movie buff to begin with, perhaps? 
Yeah, why not? Let's go there. Was this I'll be a all, film student? Was this oh, all about okay. shooting some like first year film student um, <laughs> yes. project? Like Marvel yeah. Barnett's asking, like we're like we're the kids um, from Grave Encounters two or something. Yeah, yeah. no, that's <laughs> perfect. Okay, and this is going to be really uh, funny about how you got into this carnival now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I just, I'm sorry, I just got to bring up this reference. Yes, you got zombies, but this is redneck zombie torture family. <laughs> yeah. It's completely different. I love it. Totally different. Now they, they, they might be a redneck zombie torture family, but there are redneck zombie torture family. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we gave you. So one more, we'll, that's one more thing I have to bring up about that movie. Who won the poll in that movie? Who won the pool? Who won the bet? Maintenance. <laughs> My boys. And that and and the intern. that's my job. In the yes, movie, of course. For those who don't it was know. like and Ted the intern. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are we oh, thinking, guys? God. For that, that's that's that, pretty weird. That's pretty. You straight weird. up fought I don't a monster. No, anything can top that. <laughs> like, I mean, it would be the weirdest uh, thing. All right, are these unnatural notches? Uh, that's definitely going before four, six to seven. You now know and accept that there are vast, incomprehensible forces governing the universe. It strikes you as odd when people act as if they're in control of their lives. You know better. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you, you guys want to go? You want to go? Fair. You want to go for six? Sure. Okay, that, that's putting you pretty far up there, <laughs> yeah. but uh, so notch yourself up to six notches. Eight, okay. All right then. Well, that, that's our adapt and in suitable adept fashion. Uh, so Shane, when you get this school, um, this school, uh, I forgot to mention one thing: is that you all have an obsession on your sheet. It's either one of these skills, or you can put it into your identity. If you are an adept, your adepthood has to be your obsession. Mm. You are obsessed with it. You are not traditionally sane. Well, and, he's a film student. Yeah. And he's a film student. No, like, other film students. You've known all you're, of us for at least a year now. No, no. I mean, like, this is, like, this, you are obsessed with this yeah. thing. Um, and it makes you not normal. Yeah. Not the funny ha-ha obsession, but, like, no, like, actually, I have to do this. I can't think of This is else. my life, man. Okay, Cam. Absolutely. Now, I guess since we talked about Shane's school as an adept, we should figure out what you are an avatar. Um, uh, what are you thinking for your character? Strength that and valor. Okay, well, yeah. let's see what's in the book and see if we maybe have to create our own avatar for this. Yeah. Uh, the avatar of Charles. We're Atlas. all someone. We're all <laughs> someone inspired off as a by the tick. Weakling. He's really yeah. inspired by the tick. Uh, uh, let's see here. No, I, spend, like, you the are not part the, of the adventure. Running around screaming, Destiny! Well, okay, get, <laughs> um, so there, there, here are some options in the book for you to play off, oh, Cam. You've got the captain, who is the person officially in charge of things. The explorer, which is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the firebrand, who are rabble-rousers. The fool! The fool goes where she shouldn't, says what she ought not to, and gets into what's forbidden. The guide. The person, you don't lead people in like the leader sense, you lead people in showing them the way. Mm. The hacker. Um, William Gibson observed that streets fi- uh, the streets finds its own way, uh, use for things. So you're not just hacking computers, you're life hacking. Binder um, clips everywhere. The messenger. <laughs> the messenger carries news. The mother <clears throat> stands for comfort, safety, and love. 
the Aww. naked goddess. She's visible, present, close enough to touch, but you can't touch her. Her pedestal is too high, and she's too perfect, and you don't deserve to know her name. <laughs> okay, she she is the woman everyone can have but you. Um, the opportunist. <laughs> the goddess of the VIP room. Yeah, it, <laughs> exactly. Is always looking for an opening, a shot at the goose that lays the golden egg. The solid citizen. Sometimes an ordinary person, seemingly destined for mundane obscurity, is thrown by circumstance into the crucible of fire. The truck driver who selflessly runs to pull the, vic- uh, the victim of a road accident out of a flaming car. The grandfather on a fishing trip who rescues a drowning man, etc., etc. The self-appointed vigilante who shoots a teenager to defend the neighborhood may also be a solid citizen. <laughs> In all cases, though, the solid citizen does what she does to express the rightness of her actions. She cares passionately about people, her people, and does whatever it takes to protect them, improve their lives, or lead them to take their rightful place. Uh, the star obvious per the star the survivor uh, who perseveres the true king represents the unity of the ruler the people in the land the unsung champion think of people who make accomplishments possible but go unknown or are quickly forgotten Line cooks, personal assistants, etc., etc. But all those people are the protagonists of their own stories. The unsung champion embodies this very identity as a person's central value. The world revolves around here because they keep it going, even if others don't see it. You could actually be that, Cam, and be like the chief rousty kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he's the roadie. Like, that no one gives credit to. Um, the warrior. He can be Eddie Riggs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then from there, we'd have to actually make you up one if you weren't uh, interested oh. in any of these. Tough choices. I do yeah. like the guide. I like Solid Citizen, and mm-hmm. I like the um, the unsung champion. Unsung champion. Yeah. I I will say for oh, a carnival, the unsung choices. champion probably works the best. I'll yeah. Do it, yeah. All right, you are an uh, avatar of the unsung champion. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if you're What if you're the the uh, second half of a Georgia Magnet Act? So you're the guy who looks strong and does strong things, but then you have like a ninety pound girl who does the like strongman tricks. I love it because it's great comedy yeah. bit. Uh, okay. Uh, like the necessary servant, the unsung champion's uh, nature involves serving others. Unlike the necessary servant, who is an extension of another person's will, the unsung champion's power comes entirely from within, her own self-worth and competence. In fact, she's likely seen as, uh, as, repla- <laughs> as replaceable by her boss or master, despite the fact that you are unbelievably competent at your I, job. Yeah, uh, Will's suggestion was actually perfect. I'm going to be like the, sec- like the other person in that act where like this... Um, Small girls actually doing the strongman stuff, and she gets all the glory and credit, and I'm just kind of... You're just making like, it all happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, how I got those powers, I'm not sure. I think. Well, you, you did it by simply, for years, following that, um, like, working into them. Yeah. People yeah. literally fall into becoming avatars. Okay. Like, I imagine I was just some, like, farmhand chucking, like, hay bales and stuff. Yeah, pretty strong dude. Yeah, pretty strong dude, but not, like, amazing strong, and then... Well, um, okay, so figuring out your exposure to the unnatural, it may be the revelation of your own abilities as an avatar. Um, Maybe you were part... Maybe you were the headliner for a strongman act for a while until you hurt your back Mm. and had to step back. And it turned out that you were far better uh, working behind someone. But... Circus car derailed, and you got frustrated and punched it, and it went back on the rail. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the top of the power creep is in this. Uh, unsung champion facing herself is like a fire that warms her and wards away doubt. She can flip-flop failed stress, uh, self-stress checks. 
Um, so you're very sure of yourself. 51 to 70, uh, your pruder naturally knows when and where she's needed or uh, knows what she's about to be called to action. Uh, can make an avatar on some champion check to glean insight into uh, before arriving or being called. Um... 71 to 90, the world respects the unsung champion's force of will and fights to protect its precious cog from harm. If someone attacks her physically or psychologically, she can use her avatar unsung champion identity to defend instead of dodge. This isn't the avatar defending herself, but the world interposing or interrupting the assault. So this doesn't make you supernaturally strong. Um, What it does play upon is your belief in your competence in your role. Hmm. That um, maybe you're not just the second part of this strongman act. You're the second part of a lot of acts. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you understand that you are the tr- uh, one of the true forces behind the carnival, even if everybody else doesn't. And yet somehow you're okay with that. Yeah. Like I'm uh, full of myself, but I'm not like... <laughs> well, you're sure of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a difference between being sure of yourself and full okay. of yourself. You're the kind of person, he's the kind of person where we're like, oh God, we've got to follow our taxes in this state. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it absolutely is. And it's the one guy in the back of the room who's just like, I, I already filed everyone's taxes. Oh. Oh, great, Ernie. You yeah, do you. thanks, dude. You're <laughs> the no, best. No, no, literally, and it's just like, you do you. You're the best. Yeah. Everyone else goes back to ignoring him. Yeah. They will not remember his name until next tax yeah, season I, I, when I like the same thing happens again. I'm for us that just like will not let me be the star of the show. Yeah. Just, uh... At best, you well, get a high five. Okay. <laughs> Here's a question, then. Is this perhaps uh, something you originally saw as some kind of curse? Yeah. Oh, Maybe. I definitely Did you remember. piss off someone who billed themselves as an old gypsy woman in some previous carnival? Or like a, I like when I was a newbie to this carnival. Or you realize if you do that, I'm going to have to start calling him the spleen. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I like went to this one carnival and really like pissed off this gypsy who <laughs> did something. Now, keep it, uh, I, I will note the gypsy <laughs> itself is a racial slur, and I yeah. u- when yeah. I'm using the term it is very specifically in reference to that kind of carnival. Yeah, act. two specific sideshow. Yeah. gimmick. Yeah. Um, She's probably from, like, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 100%. Like, mo- most uh, names for carnival stuff is not okay. Well, a lot of them are from Florida, because that's where they tend to overwinter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you, you piss someone off who somehow actually laid a curse on you. Yeah. And that got in your way for a while until you literally just sort of accepted it almost. Uh, and that played into this Avatar role. Yeah. I'm thinking my guy was, like, <laughs> stupid enough that, like, when... She's doing, like, a tarot reading or something, and I accidentally, like, thought I was supposed to take one of the cards or something. <laughs> oh, on stage in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, when, when you were new and just barely not a rube, but still fairly rubish. Yeah. <laughs> and you, she gave you a rube's curse. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I think yeah. I took like the fool card or something. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, you no, you pointed out it's like, hey, as uh, all the cards are shuffling, these are all the death card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she played it off at first, and, you know, she was enough of a showman that the crowd laughed, and uh, she did some sleight of hand and then got a, uh, got the deck that she'd palmed back in. And... Or, alternatively, she just magicked them to be a regular <clears throat> deck again. No, probably not. No, unless she was like, adapt, definitely, but... like, disappeared after this. Yeah, it disappeared kind of mysteriously, <laughs> and maybe she's out to get you. Yeah. Neat. Pissed off. I've just constantly got the spleen's origin story going in my head now. 
I don't know that reference. The... Did you ever see Mystery Men? Mm-hmm. Okay. A long time ago. That, that's seeming actually almost normal by comparison to these guys. Oh, absolutely. What do you think? It may be Unnatural 3? Yeah, 3 kind of seems what was what I was thinking on that. Yeah. Okay, so notch yourself up to Unnatural 3 then, Because it's the sort of thing you can be like, this is oh, super no. weird, but I can wave it off. Yeah. Where am I marking it then? Unnatural. Unnatural. So you're putting in two more. Two more. Awesome. Oh, I can't even see that one. <laughs> I love how I've got like, the most unnatural notches just for being a huge film nerd. You're a wizard, <laughs> wizard. You are a legit wizard. Hoodwinks the forces of reality, wizard. Um, Mako level wizard. Oh, yeah. Have you guys heard of uh, Rob Pulse's new show, Talking Tunes? No, but it's, it's been, been a long. It's, it's been, been a while. while yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, he recently did this thing with uh, Nancy Cartwright, where they do like the scene from Harry Potter where Hag- where Harry meets Hagrid for the first time. Yeah. And explains that he's a wizard and all this stuff. Except Rob Paulson does it as Dr. Scratch and Sniff from Animaniacs. Love it. And Nancy Cartwright, of course, plays Harry Potter Harry Potter as Bart Simpson. Love it. Or either Bart Simpson as Harry Potter. Okay, so um, next up is... Um, we're going to add elements and connections. So okay. I'm thinking we're just going to go with the ones that you've said in here. So, yeah. Bragg, you're going to go... Uh, you're going to create a card for uh, the ossified man. Yep. He ain't dead yet, apparently. No, no, he's, um, he, he's being treated. <laughs> Mesmero, uh, do you want to th- uh, perhaps the mysterious cinemancer that uh, created that film in the first place? Okay. Oh, right like at the cool end of that? the battle, yeah. just before it turns off, it says directed by, and then a name, and then yeah. lights yes. on fire. Yes. What is his name? Oh. What would be his name? His name... Actually, his legal name could just be Alan Smithy, but... Yeah, that's funny. Let's <laughs> do that! Okay, yeah, all right. Perfect. Uh, that's perfect. Or like Speedweed or I something. I love that. Weird no, no, uh, <laughs> Alan, Alan Smithy, Smithy uh... is specifically the term that um, film people yeah. put into a movie when they don't want to attach their actual yeah, yeah, name yeah. to a project. Yeah, yeah. with writers. Look for the movie Burn, Hollywood Burn. It's specifically about... Uh, it's Eric Idle playing a director na- literally named Alan Smithy. He makes a movie so crappy... But can't change the name on it because Alan Smithy is the pseudonym, the only pseudonym that Hollywood will allow. So it basically drives him insane. Did that start with that Trumbo guy? Or... Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember. We'll look it up later. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, funny story. My dice have rolled forty-four without me touching them. Uh, Neat. <laughs> um, and then for Chuck over here, I guess we're going to go with the uh, the quote the old quote unquote gypsy uh, woman. And we're going to need to give her a name, Cam. And it should be probably the most mundane name possible. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I just thought of one. It's actually not super mundane, but it's also unbelievably mundane. Florida Sykes. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to just name, like, like an author from one of those, like, uh, I was called things, like, I was afraid you were going to something. Sure, name it. (laughs) Okay. Cam, who works in a bookstore, name I was it. Trying to think of a stage name. No, no, Doreen yeah. Virtue works great for right now. Yeah. Um, to, to be honest, Cam, you might not actually have a stage name because yeah, they you, gets kind of ignore you. Yeah, they they they're like, uh, eh, the, the just like every time because yeah. it doesn't stick. Le, no, no, because you're you're in multiple acts. So yeah, yeah. Um, you're the roadie. You're the uh, muscle. Little strong Sally and her able-bodied assistant, sir. What is your name? Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Yep. And immediately everyone forgets about you. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, describe your obsession. 
Shane, yours is already marked locked down. Oh, is, yeah. is Cinemancy. Yep. Uh, I believe there should be an obsession spot on your sheet somewhere. Uh, I'm not oh. seeing it. Did these silly goofballs decide not to make an obsession? Apparently not. Um, right then. So you're write it somewhere. Well, figure out one of these skills that you would like to obsess over. Um, but wouldn't that be like my adept school? No, that's where you obsess over automatically as an adept. Okay, but it's for these two. Okay, and so we can just circle one of the skills, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what do I obsess over? No, I'm gonna check. This is the one part... I, I've, I've never used this step process because this is new to the game in this edition. Um, obsession 9 and 15. Um, so, it, this is a very different way of creating a character than previous editions of the game. Mm-hmm. And as such, 9. Obsession. Possession or boundless. Um, oh. Um, yep. Um, you can put it on a skill or you can put it on an identity. Interesting. Well, we don't have identities yet. Well, we're going to figure... Okay, this yeah. should be flip-flop. It should be add an identity, then take an obsession. Okay. So we're going to go first with you guys figuring out an identity. What do we got? Um, well, you can make one. Or you can take one from the book. Okay. Just need an example. Well, the first one that Shane's going to take is, uh, I'm a Cinemancer. Yep. So <laughs> write course. that in for your first identity. I can say Okay. Identity are stuff like acrobat, blues musician, caring, electrician, gym rat, jujitsu instructor, <laughs> lifeguard, um, your religion, uh, receptionist, trucker, weather forecaster, x-ray technician, yard bird. Um... So, or you could figure one out for yourself. Uh, is born and raised. Oh, actually, Cam, you have to take your avatars thing. As, oh, yeah. What is that? Um, I'm an avatar of the unsung champion. And okay, I'm a. So you write. You're gonna write that. Literally, write that down there. Um, so, anyone and, there very close to old school Carney? Or you could just write down. I'm an old school Carney. Gonna do it. And then we're gonna figure out. And yours is gonna be the really interesting one, Will, because you're gonna to get to figure out uh, your sk- what skill you get to uh, flip with nice. and your features. Uh, incidentally, Shane and Cam, you do not get. Uh, so of course I can on your uh, on there. So yeah, you're just gonna. Okay. P- um, well, yeah, you'd actually write in there and then cross off, but that's fine. Um, your features, however, are automatic. You both get cast rituals as your first feature. Okay. And use gutter magic as your second. Okay. Cast gutter magic. magic. Cast rituals, use gutter magic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. And then when it says substitute for an ability, you're just going to put NA. Rituals are big shit. Gutter magic is gutter magic. Yeah. yeah. I open the cupboard from across the room. <laughs> no, it's not even that. Oh, it's not it's even. um it's like- altering probability through um like low level ritual shit. Ah. Um I actually rolled all 18s on this character. Magic is spelt <laughs> with a C and a K. Yeah. Um and then uh I'm an old school carney, so of course I can. What are you thinking? Do you want me to give you some examples? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is 
Of course I can fool people. Of course I can hoodwink people. Sure, do it. Um, so of course I can hoodwink people. Well, I like the idea. No, no. Of course. So of course I can hoodwink rubes. Yes. Because <laughs> if you're in the know, I have no power over you. Yes. Um, so stuff like, I'm an acrobat. Of course I can tumble, squeeze into small spaces, slip out of bones and handcuffs. Yeah. So add another uh, description or two. Hoodwink rubes. Um, yeah. Set uh, up an act. Set up an act. Do sleight of hand. Sure. Just yeah. take yeah. those three. So you're going for kind of like the... like. Carney Everyman. Well, I think he's. I, this or is the. He wants to I think like everything. his dad ran the carnival. He okay. was born in it. He, okay. Cool. Like kind of the old. He's not the old school Carney. Like step right up, step right up. Uh, well, yeah. 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 He, well, yeah. now he does a lot of like, talking yeah. stuff. Uh, but this yeah, seems yeah, yeah. to co- those three things then yeah. tend to cover all, would seem to cover the the basic skills of being a Carney. Yeah. You have some basic slate of hands, so you can sub in for a couple different acts. Yeah, like you I know how do to an okay magic show. You know how to set up a ride, so you can help the rousties out. Yep. And you know how to hoodwink a rube. Then you're going to pick a skill that you can substitute this identity for. Okay. Interesting. Immediately lie and secrecy come to mind, because you need to be able to do both. Um, but I think lies are more important than secrecy. Okay, then put in lie. Substitutes yeah. for lie. Then we're going to figure out your features. And I'm, I actually wrote them all out on this cheat sheet to make life easy for all of us. I wrote a four-page cheat sheet for this game, folks. And new GMs out here, out there, that's actually part of my advice to you. Write a cheat sheet for the rules. It'll help teach you the rules of the game. And it'll give you something easy to hand to your players. Also, being able to synthesize it in a small form is going to give you a better handle on the rules, too. Indeed. Um, so what I like about those customizable... Uh, GM screens, though, is you can just kind of put cheat sheets yeah. all over Yeah, them, super so. rad. Okay, so mm. uh, identity features. Uh, cast rituals, coerces a meter, evaluate a meter, medical, provide firearms attacks, provides wound threshold, provides initiative, resist shock to a meter, therapeutic, unique, and use gutter magic. Everyone should know how to use gutter magic. <laughs> I don't think being a carny is really going to no, cover no, magic. No, I don't think I'm going to get anything magical. <laughs> Um, um, I, like something something like an attack thing, like doing a knife throwing act or a shooting act, maybe, but I doubt it. Um, um, do you want to do maybe resist shock to a meter? I was going to say, resist shock to a meter makes sense, because um, you, you have to keep stay composed. Which do you think that would be? Would that be uh, unnatural? Would that be helplessness? Mm. I, think, I think helplessness would be the normal way it would go. Cause or alternatively, isolation, because you're outside of regular society. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, let's go isolation. So you're going to write down for your first feature... Um, resist isolation? Res- resist shock to isolation. So you're going to roll your identity of old school Carney uh, rather than your uh, connect. Beautiful. All right, then. Now figure out your second feature. Second feature. Can you give me some of the options again? Sure. Um, evaluate a meter. Medical. Provide firearms attacks. Mm. Provides wound threshold, which means you're tougher than the average bear. Yeah. Uh, provides initiative. You go first. Mm. Resist shock to a meter, which you already took. Therapeutic, which means you can help resist. Uh, you can help repair damage to shock gauges. Yeah, maybe. Uh, unique skill, which would be things like um, I'm a helicopter pilot, so of course I, I know. Can so you yeah. use unique to you have access to a helicopter kind of thing. Oh, I could have unique. I have access to carnival stuff. Sure. 
You have the utility. Right? Like, I have a whip. I, ha- I have unicycles. Sure. Then, I do uh, have pistols. Then write down do um, has access to carnival stuff. Yes, I do have a license for this chimpanzee. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my god. My features include a chimp license. You never know. Yeah. I, got a, I literally have a license to thrill. Wow. All right, then. Anything popping out to you guys, to you two as obsessions yet? Um, I mean, I, I think until he saw the ossified man walking around, he was obsessed with being an old school carny. That sh- that surprise could either drive him more to look into like classic sideshow and carnival. Acts, Are you obsessed with secrecy, magic, or, or he's obsessed with secrets and knowledge? That was my that was the well, other. Well, you got either him. knowledge or secrecy. Well, I'm just I'm, those are sort of the three. That's the yeah. little triangle of options I was and thinking. I think mine is a little bit obvious. Like I want to be noticed. So, <laughs> so you want to go with connect or status? Uh, status. Okay, so that's going to be interesting mm. as you... That's going to uh, war directly with your avatar identity. Oh, okay. so, so that actually could create some great uh, interest for you. Yeah. So yeah. Circle cool. status. Cool internal uh, tension. And you know what? I just realized I should be obsessed with noticing things. Perfect. I, I need to find those... i gotta, I got to figure it out. Perfect. Okay. Know, is he full okay. of shit or is he actually magic? Excellent. So once again, my obsession doesn't... Like, Follow the same kind of rule as theirs. My obsession is cinematic, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you will always flip flop your magic rolls. All right. Uh, step two: get plugged in. Relate to a PC. Uh, who do you want to be related to? Uh, who do you want to relate to as a relationship in this group? And which uh, relationship do you want to choose mm. for them? <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, this is going to be interesting for you guys to... Try. None of these are quite shit-canned enough to fit in with Cam's theme for me. Because <laughs> um, he's super competent, and we know it, so you're not my responsibility. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not grooming you to take my place, because whatever, it's Chuck, who cares? <laughs> um, favorite might work in the sense of, like, I know I can depend on you. You're a rock. Um, but you just you, you kind of forget his name sometimes. But he, yeah, yeah. What's that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember we picked him up. Okay, in like, it will definitely have to be like a mentor, or a guru. Oh, I you, I'd, I'd almost say guru would probably. Yeah, be right. show, he um, shows you the biz. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guru helps you find the big picture. The mentor specifically helps you with learning things. Cool. Um, these can also be organizations as well, but within this context, it's going to be one person. Okay. So, 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 for, down, so I would put down Alan Smithy as my mentor, maybe. Or oh, is he your mentor, or is he uh, some kind of rival? Well, right now we're picking someone in this group uh, okay. for who you're uh, related to. So. Okay. Will and Cam are right across from each other. Yeah, uh, so you uh, Yeah, or right Bragg. You just put Bragg. Bragg. So it's now up to Shane to figure out um, how you relate to these guys. Mm. Um, is um, well, because we're all on a road trip together, so yeah, a connection. Yeah, obviously. So. Presumably, our our previous. I, I'm kind gig of disappointed. Folded. I will say that there's no uh, negative relationship possible. But I mean, you could always just—you could always burn down one of these relationships over time as you find out your favorite <laughs> well, isn't and, so much your favorite. Or and some of them you could take in a negative sense, like 
you know, if I'm bullying somebody, they can be my favorite victim. Yeah. Or, it's like, true. responsibilities well, can often suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they grew and mentor and protege. I mean, you could take yeah. responsibility, Shane, if uh, Bragg over here is kind of like the head of your little troop. Yeah. Uh, as you're working for him, you could um, pick one of these guys as, like, just your favorite dude, kind of. Uh. I think Bragg would. I think Bragg would end up being my favorite. Okay, you want to pick yeah. Bragg as your favorite? Write that down then. Sweet dude. Uh, and then that is going to link up to the uh, resulting stat. You're going to hold off on that though, because we're also going to change some of your meters as time goes on. Nice. Add a second identity. Okay. Hmm. Um, what would that be for the? Avatar? Well, that might be part of your act. You know, I'm a carnival yeah. rousty kind of thing, or uh, I'm carnival folk. Yeah. Hmm. You can have at minimum two and up to four. Yeah. You know, I think... I think Bragg wants to be... A, like, his, his original passion is he wanted to be a musician. Okay, what kind of musician? Um, I think he, like, wanted to, like, be the front man for, like, a rock like a rock band. Okay. But it just uh, never went through and his maybe, parents were against it and they maybe traveled it's, too I, much. I'm a wannabe rocker. I'm a wannabe rocker. So, of course, uh, of course I can. What? What does that get you access to? Of course I can. Um, uh, of course I can. Play the guitar play badly. The guitar. And play the guitar okay. Play the guitar okay. Spe- specify okay. Oh, definitely. Um... <laughs> He's de- it, I think, like, <laughs> passably, like, if in the, you wouldn't leave the bar, but you also wouldn't go to the bar for um, that music. Of course I can book a gig. Yeah. Um, is there anything else in there that yeah, might... What else is in there? You know, um, of course I can... I, I can um, uh, please crowd. Of course I can drink all night. <laughs> yeah, of, 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 course I, of course I can uh, well, I mean, handle my liquor. Handle your um, liquor. Perfect. Uh, and what skill is this going to substitute out for? Hmm. Status comes to mind. What's status do again? Uh, status is your standing with other people. Uh, mm. It's people thinking that you're important or at least worth their time. Uh, that kind of makes sense for somebody who wanted to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Or, or what's connect? Again, that's connecting with other people. Yeah, that's like your persuasion. Mm, connect. Okay, uh, go with uh, substitutes out for connect then. Yeah. Um, oh, your features, you can do additional substitutions, apparently. Oh, neat. I forgot to write that down. Okay, well, then. Now we know. Would you like to have your first feature be substitutes out for status? You know what? Sure. Yeah, he, he had a. There's a brief period where, like, he went to college. And he had like a, he, what he considered a pretty successful rock band during that time, because that was like the only four-year period of his life he had a permanent address. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe um, unique. I know how to get access to like drugs or something like that. Or uh, yeah, that makes sense for uh, for your b- basic rocker. Um, you made, but it I think this guy's more like a liquor and liquor and cigs kind of guy. Okay, um, um, you could pick up maybe medical that you uh, picked up some basic first aid though, and handling other people's. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> clean up the mosh pit. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, I think feel so. like we're slowly changing this from a carnival troupe to a garage band. <laughs> well, this is just in his heart. All right, yeah. then write down medical. Yeah, 
Shane, okay, what are you thinking? Oh, uh, let's see here. Well, kind of want to go back to like the film student thing. Mm. Yeah, I figure. Like, I feel like this would be the moment. It's almost like uh, the moment in Doctor Strange where, like, the Ancient One, like, shows him the multiverse for the first time, and he like hits the floor and he hits the floor. He just looks up at at her and he's like, "Teach me." Okay, so uh, if you're, are you a failed film student though, or are you a film school dropout? Ah, uh, classic. Mm. Is this why you're with a carnival now? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm imagining you're our like, our, you're our AV guy. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you're, you're in the booth running the speakers and projection. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. So it'll be like a film school dropout. All right, I'm a film school dropout. Write it. Film school dropout. <laughs> Film school dropout. Dropout. <laughs> Not a good lighting engineer. <laughs> Film school dropout. Dropout, but I'm the only one that's here. Oh. Coming to you on iTunes. <laughs> Derek the Bard's worst ZZ Top songs ever. I'm sorry, they, they are. We're in Canada. Are they ZZ, ZZ Top? top. <laughs> that's right. Does it sound right? Okay, Shane. So, of course, I can, what, um, handle a camera, handle a lighting rig. Yeah, handle AV equipment. Yeah, that's fair. Write it down. I can go as far as, like, just basic electronic kind of... Um, Do basic special effects. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, Subsist off a diet of ramen. Yeah. (laughs) I'm immune to poor nutrition. And coffee. Hey, it, it might mean that you could actually sub this out for, like, isolation. I will literally put all this down. If you yeah, man. <laughs> do it, yeah. Survive on coffee and ramen. That's yeah. all good stuff. If you throw an orange in there, it's fine. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. and then we just got to figure out what skill this subs out for. My suggestion is knowledge. Mm. This one time I was going to make a short about that. Yeah. Yeah, it totally makes sense for knowledge. Yeah, but I don't know how do you feel, man. So, none of that works for me. So, I mean, your knowledge is actually pretty good, given what your isolation is right now. But your isolation yeah. might get more hard mm-hmm. notches in it. Yeah, <laughs> this all may change. I can see that happening. So, all right. So, so do you want to do subs- substitutes out for knowledge? Yeah, so substitutes for knowledge. Cool. Just like he hasn't left the sound booth in ages. <laughs> oh man, sound booths. <laughs> we wish that we had a sound booth right now. That's true. This one time in college, I accidentally got high on bleach fumes and locked myself in a sound bunker for a project. It was terrible. Oh. <laughs> Will you lead a like very bust. interesting life? One of these times, you'll bust into the you'll bust into the sound stage just to make sure I'm not dead. I'll spring up naked. It's like I am Todd, master of the wake world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you do fit in perfectly with a carnival. <laughs> All right, then. Let's figure out some features to this, then. Yeah, man. Um, One of my favorite shows ever is Code Monkeys. Um, let's go with... Uh, I'm going to take one from actually the electrician's identity and say mm. the... Um, uh, build and repair electrical devices. Cool. Yeah. Should I put that under a feature? Uh, yeah, that's one of your features. It's a unique feature. That's a really good one. Um, Lighting goes out and he has to like rig it so that yeah. it goes from somewhere the, else. Just... You know, the, the Jensen is busted, so he's got to do repairs um, on that. And... Then I might suggest Shane. Would actually work well here. Actually, you know what? Um, resist shock to a meter. If you could resist shock to violence, 
Um, just because you've seen it so often on watching all like oh, all the movies and yeah. shit. Okay, resist shot. You're like, oh, to- Tokyo Gore Police. That's just watch the backgrounds. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that got dark. Oh. Cam, let's give you another identity then. I, I'm thinking it might just be I'm a carnival roustabout. Yeah, I absolutely. Write her down then, oh. man. Yeah, resist shock to violence. Battle Royale is so overrated. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you get you see someone get shot down in front of you. You're like, huh? Needs more squibs. Yeah. <laughs> not bleeding and not bleeding sufficiently. Okay, so, okay, so, so of course I can. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm a carnival roustabout, so of course I can set up rides. Uh, drive a uh, drive a forklift. Yeah, definitely a lot of just like manual labor stuff. So I can um, definitely drive you can forklifts. You can probably drive a bigger vehicle. Yeah, I can drive. Uh, I I can drive heavy machinery. Yeah, I can drive heavy machinery backwards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So of course I can drive heavy machinery. Um, and uh, yeah, haul boxes around. Do manual and, labor. Yeah. Typical roadie stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, typical roadie stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Coil a cable like it's nobody's business. Yeah. Uh, so substitutes out for what ability? I'm probably going to suggest fitness. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're going to write that, just write that substitutes out for fitness. Then we're going to figure out your unique stuff. Um, going to suggest resist shock to maybe isolation. Which is just going to help you so much the fuck out, though, as a... Uh, as a one of a kind avatar, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, feature R. I was, I was gonna suggest maybe provides wound threshold. Oh yeah, it's just because if you hell. take it above fifty, you'll uh, your wound threshold will go above the standard fifty. Yeah, which would actually be quite easy because you get one hundred twenty points to spend between your identities. Hmm. Awesome. Um, perfect. All right, then we and have tank man. Well, you're certainly tougher than these idiots. Which, I mean, is definitely a good thing. Oh, well, you should see my blockhead act. Because <laughs> uh, Stephen's not an idiot. It's cool. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Connect. <laughs> Charlie, right? Next step, link two elements that are not already related to each other. So you're all really uh, each related to one element here. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to write down... I'm going to add my own element. I'm going to add in Benton Brothers. Yes. Which is the town that you, which is the carnival act that you are trying to sign with? Yeah, that is not yet connected to anyone. So um, you don't have to link yourselves to any of these. You can link them together. Okay. So you've got these: uh, the uh, the ossified man, the mysterious cinemancer, uh, named Alan Smithy. Um, we're just going to assume that's his actual name for right now. Until we know better. He might just literally have changed every record of him ever to say Alan Smithy. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, I mean, the ostracized man and the old woman kind of make sense. They are probably in the same carnival. Yeah. Did possibly. they come from the same carnival originally? Yeah. Is there some weirdo carnival that... Uh, yeah, there's the actual actual magic sideshow. Yeah. That uh, exists mysteriously off somewhere. Okay. Oh yeah, and we've looked it up. Okay, it exists. And it, yeah, it only like they don't travel because they just appear in those. All right then. Yeah. Will, they're... do you want to relate one of these elements to another player, or one of these elements to uh, one of these elements? Oh, I think the ossified man and the old gypsy woman are related to the Benton Bros. 
Oh, you can only link one of them, though. Oh, okay. Uh, then, hmm. Then I'm gonna have to put uh, Doreen Virtue. She works for the Benton Bros. Okay, that's where she's at right now. Interest, or she's somehow connected to. She's them. somehow connected to Shane. I'm gonna say that uh, Alan Smithy is connected to the Ossified Man. Ooh, interesting. Fascinating. All right then. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Soik school. <laughs> I do want to play a Scooby Doo type game at some point with oh, you guys, though. Bubblegum shoe. All right then. Um, you're now going to pick a second relationship for each of you. Okay. And you are going to figure out. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, when I was asking you about your obsessions earlier, you're supposed to actually just define literally what you were obsessed with. Oh. Oops. Um, so, anywho, um, we'll do this la- the last element of this. We're going to specify your next relationship. This can be to an NPC. Okay. I think that there is a performer or administrator or somebody who's somehow involved with the Benton Bros that was my mentor. I think I learned something important from them. Okay, so... Um, so, like... I don't know... Uh, <laughs> Bruce Benton? Uh, sure. Before uh, he and his... Now, you'd know this. They're, they're, they're not actually the Benton brothers. No, of course no. not. That's his name. It's literally two guys. They're, at, they're both... Na- last name is Benton, but they're not actually related. Yeah, I love it. Um... What's a coinky thing? It's like one of them is like this super super white guy from like Poughkeepsie. Oh yeah, um, and the other one is like uh, a black dude from Atlanta, or 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 even like um, like somewhere like Zanzibar or something like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, like he he they're, they're like literally to make them as completely unrelated as possible, but they're just like we're both named Benton. We're the Benton brothers now. I love it. All right then, Shane. You could select. Uh, I mean, we've established that Alan Smithy is probably not your mentor, and you were in fact seeking him out. But, but maybe he's left a trail of mystical clues. Maybe he has left yeah. a trail of mystical clues around for you. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Okay, uh, maybe he's your guru then. Uh, yeah, you sp- you spend late nights scouring the internet for the, the breadcrumb uh, show. <laughs> breadcrumbs, yeah. yeah. Literally, it's just called breadcrumbs. Yeah. You have to search for it 27 times on YouTube. Exactly. And then look for it on Google with safe search off to find it. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't work until you do that precise pattern. Yeah. And it it appears as like, just like this weird, like, like Canadian sitcom from the 70s. No, no, no. It's an art. It's like the stereotypical um, art film as described in How I Met Your Mother for like the stereotypical punk song. It's like there's going to be an old man with no shirt on. Something's going to be written on a chalkboard. <laughs> this, is, this is still a better concept than Movie 43. <laughs> we can all agree with that, at least. Okay, uh, Cam. Okay, so I'm thinking that the um, Benton Brothers Carnival uh, rented my like the farm I was working on lot. Yep. And um, I wasn't interested in before, but then I uh, met up with like one of the... like roadies from it uh, 
and he said I should join it, and that's why I'm kind of... So you were part of Benton Brothers at one point and then broke with them? No, um, I like got uh, interested in them when they came to... Okay, um, but how is that going to relate to a specific relationship? Are they... Protégé? No. No, it's that, the that that's version. the opposite. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's your favorite. Yeah. Favorite. Maybe Benton. Maybe the Benton Brothers Carnival is your favorite. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And you've just kind of been settling till now. Yeah. Every every other place you've worked has been like, ah, but it's not as cool. Their lines are bigger. You know. Everything about you built this amazing image of them up in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right then. And that takes us to the end of step two. Step three, notch two more meters. Each player places up to ten hardened notches across two of their characters' meters. Remind the players that, though every hardened notch increases their ability to do uh, to do down and dirty stuff, it also decreases their ability to do wholesome, socially approved stuff. Also make sure that uh, they know they do not have to spend all ten points. So each of you is going to pick two meters, and you're going to shove up to ten points between them. Ooh, I kind of like where my stuff is. Um, I almost think you should take a li- at least a little bit of isolation. Yeah, I I was thinking like he's been pursuing things, so that should go up a little. I also kind of want to have him be a better liar. So take a, do you want to take more marks himself as you become slightly less sure of who you are? Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So maybe I'll take... Can I take two in isolation? Yep. And I'm going to take three in self. The heck you can. Yeah. Would you like me to tell you what that says about you now as a person? Yes, because i got to roleplay this dude. (laughs) This dude, this douche. Maybe I I think that Bragg's a standing, upstanding dude. Like, you mean, he's obviously a con man and he cheats the cards, okay. but he's an upstanding dude. How much isolation you got now? Three? Uh, three, yep. I feel that would be a good name for a book. This dude, this douche. <laughs> <laughs> there are no really obvious signs of your experience. Perhaps you're a little standoffish or curt. That makes sense. Yep, I can do that. Uh, self. Hardened self. You're up to a four. Four. Even when you're telling the truth, people often think you're lying unless you make a particular effort to act natural. Perfect, because he is a carny, and he looks like a carny, and sounds like a carny. Why would you believe him? I do. This dude, this douche, a film by Alan Smithy. Yay! (laughs) Oh, you you definitely have been making a documentary about stuff. Yeah, it sounds like one of those rock documentaries. Oh my god, you are. Oh, maybe. That's that's like where you're recording. You're literally (gasps) recording every trope and cliche to ever appear in an Alan Smithy film. Yeah. Oh, and maybe maybe that's how we got kicked out of our last carnival. We were all sitting around having drinks over cards. You recorded us talking about something we shouldn't have. And you definitely wanted to record. Uh, road trip up there too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely, you're uh, dumping all this shit onto your laptop <laughs> the whole time. All right then, Shane gauges. Okay, I'm definitely thinking you may want to take some in self and maybe helplessness. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, up to ten, you don't have to take all ten. Uh. Making three in self, three in helplessness? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you've already heard this. Uh, self, there are a few external signs of your interior struggle. People may find uh, sometimes find you to be a little brittle or phony. Helplessness. You don't have any major behavior or attitude shifts yet, just minor things. You tend to be pessimistic and fatalistic, perhaps. 
Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right then, Cam. Just an existential uh, film student. Um, I may suggest you may want to take a couple hits to yourself. That's honestly what I was thinking. Um, so what would that... Well, let's see here. Um, depends on how... Um, yeah. Because, like, my... How much are you... Really sub- are you subsuming yourself into... Um, into being this avatar. So many. Okay, do you want to go... Uh, well, if you went to six, you've lost a sense of connection to those who previ- who were previously close to you. Absolutely. You can predict the actions of friends, relatives, or lovers, but you no longer know exactly what you feel about them. Yeah. Go to six, then. Rad. Man, you guys you guys are all taking the, the hits in your self-tracks. Nobody's taking it in violence. Well, what would the violence bring me up to if I did it? Uh, well, what do you want to do? How much you um, you spent five? You could spend five more points if you wanted to, or you could spend less. It's like the higher end of violence. Uh, it makes you better. Six. Struggle. Violence is a common feature of your mental landscape. Unlike less hardened people, you show little reaction at all when it is discussed or depicted in film. No, I don't think my character likes violence that much. So. Well, well, it's also interesting to note that um, Shane is pretty blasé to it as well, but that's because he has an identity based around yeah. avoiding yeah. it. Yeah, or around, like, I'm subsumed in it and it doesn't hurt me. Yeah. yeah. Um, which also places the fact that he thinks he's really good at avoiding it, but, but like, maybe when he's it's right in front of him, it may affect him more than he thinks. Yeah. I'm going to put, like, maybe two in violence, actually. All right. Um, so, or, you're, well, you're, up to three. Yeah. You're used to kind of a harder life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've had your share of sense. fisticuffs. Yeah. That works. That's a very good place to go there. The annoying part of this is because it's between two books, I have to keep flipping between two of yeah. them. Yeah. Flippity and flippity. I, I love this game, and I love the way the books are laid out, but I think this is my one major gripe about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is not having the character creation process in the first book. Um, or at least not all in the same place. Notch two meters linked to a PC. Each player draws a line between their uh, PC and another and labels the connection. It's often a good idea to link up someone other than uh, link up with someone other than the PC with whom they defined a relationship in the last step, unless they really need to clarify the bond. Note that this doesn't have to be a relationship, but it could be. Hmm. I think Bragg and Jake, like, I think, because, like, you already call the shots for the AV, right. and Bragg's like, yeah, no, you could, you could definitely run a 10 and one Like, you could, you could get the people together, you, you know how to make the contacts, and so. Okay, so. I think, I think he's kind of my right-hand man. Okay. Okay. Okay, Shane. Uh, let me think here. That was kind of what I was thinking for Bragg, so we got that covered. Uh... Does Chuck maybe do a lot of your hauling and shit over here then? Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah let's you know, that. you think that he's dependable. Yeah. And Chuck, that may also give you a reason to be in a cabal with these two, is they're the only two who really actually seem to notice you and give a shit. Yeah. But at the same time, the fact that you do have people who notice your effort and comment upon it is technically holding back your uh, yeah. your progression as an avatar. <laughs> every thumbs That's up tricky. every thumbs up your way uh, sent from the booth diminishes your power. <laughs> okay, and then Chuck, um, who 
who are you linking yourself to? I definitely have to link to Jake in some way, in the way that, like, even if Jake does all these things in, like, the booth and all that, it never works out, so I'm like, what the... Constant frustration. Yeah. <laughs> is he... Jake has all these high visions of the carnival, but you're, you've got all that experience under your belt. You're you're stoic, you're dependable, yeah. and you're just plodding along going, that ain't gonna work. Oh, also, sidebar, man, if you've ever worked with freaking so video projection in a show, like that's like pretty a, accurate. Yeah, like, protege thing. Well, no, this this isn't your relationships. Oh, okay. This is actually just yeah. linking how... Okay. It's creating a uh, another social yeah. map uh, within what's supposed to be a, okay. a, um, a, a board, board that we don't have... A cork board that we don't have. But it, it's that uh, Jake finds Chuck to be dependable, but Chuck is often frustrated by uh, by Jake's high-minded, uh, highfalutin grandstanding. Always asking you the impossible. <laughs> oh my god, have you have you ever watched Camp Camp? Nope, no, never heard of it. Teeth? I'll have to introduce you guys to that oh. later. Uh, there's there's a character on it called the Quartermaster that uh, basic that kind of reminds me of uh, what uh, what Cam's doing with Chuck right now. The theme of this session has been watch this show. No, oh, yeah, it's no like, kidding. I, I imagine just like every time you try and put the spotlight on me, it just does not happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the spotlight just it, it doesn't work. There's always a mechanical yeah. malfunction. Yeah, or you're or you're just never quite in your spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's always in his spot. The That's light true. is just never on him. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go around and determine passions. We're going to start with rage, then uh, your noble, then your fear. Your fear is going to be tied specifically to one of your gauges. Okay. And we're almost at the end of the character creation process. Hmm. What pisses me off? I think I think I, I hate when people give up the game. Write it down then. Rage. Yeah. I hate spoilers. People who give up the game. Shane, what's your rage? Or in the in, in the famous tagline to Werewolf the Apocalypse, how will you rage? <laughs> <laughs> See, I keep coming up with all these joke answers like Michael Bay, Zack Snyder, that kind of shit. Well, it might well be. I'm trying to expand that a little bit so it's a little more... Hack cinema? No, not even hack cinema. It's yeah. successful hack cinema. Is Does it piss you... What pisses you off about well, not Michael even Bay that, and Zack like, Snyder? Not even that. It's just like people keep giving these terrible directors and writers money when there are so many better ones out there. So. Undeserved accolades. Mm, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's also why you're so pissed off at this Alan Smithy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's the best, but he's a complete jackass. Yeah. I've seen better. The lighting in that was just so, so far. <laughs> um, for me, it's definitely... Chuck is a perfectionist. Like, that mm. is... So just when things do not go just the right way. Yeah. Um, okay. Because, yeah, he's hyper-confident and yeah. expects it of everyone. Uh, do you want to just call it, like, incompetence? Or or yeah. maybe even, like, 
purposeful incompetence. Purposeful. Like mm-hmm. what really because you care so much, it pisses people. It pisses you off when people just don't give a damn and they like drag their feet and do a half-ass job. Like purposeful ignorance, yeah. almost. No, it, more incompetence. Not yeah. them not purposely like, knowing something. Even but try. They don't exert yeah, they're, themselves. exactly. There we yeah, go. Yeah. I like this. Now your noble ideal, your high-minded ideal of yourself. Um. Uh, and this is of yourself. Yeah, I think Bragg. I think I think I think he likes to give people a thrill. He likes to to inspire people. He he wants to give people um, a sense of mystery, right? Like I'm trying to think how to give the rubes a sense of mystery. Give them the old razzle dazzle. Write it down. Give them yeah. the old razzle dazzle. And I'm just the cellophane man. <laughs> You're totally the cellophane man, Shane. Uh, in that same vein, actually, uh, Jake wants to Jake wants to entertain, but he also wants to enlighten people. He wants to uplift people with his work. Mm. Reveal truth. Up, um, uplift people with my work, then. Yes. Cool. Great. And then Cam. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Um, so, like, yeah, I just, like, again, with the, like, whole incompetence thing, just... Anything is possible if you yeah. put your mind to it. Shane, by pass the way, him the pen. By the way, we are dealing with a film school dropout, so I specifically put uplift with my art. Ah. But, the, no, that's important when you use that specific... The wording is. you use in this game is very specific. Okay. <laughs> um, incidentally, one of the examples in the book is, for identity is you could uh, be the greatest fighter in the world, but you only have it at 15% because it says more about your bravado and self-image mm. uh, than it does your actual fighting skills. As you, fla- as you go around doing these, like, perfect... Per- just, like, visually perfect, but completely, like, weak-ass and useless moves. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, your fear. And you are going to note at the end of that which of these gauges uh, it activates. Because when you are confronted with your fear, and when you gain that passion flip-flop, when you flip-flop your dice because of your passion, which you can do once per session, you're going to have to make a check. Hmm. Or more to the point, when you are confronted by that check is when your fear activates. Uh, I know, Braggs. It's easy. Bragg's fear is that he's the greatest rube of all. Uh, that sounds like oh. a self. Yeah, it's definitely a self thing. Knowledge and lies. He fears. He fears that he's the mark. Write it down. I realize that I now am the rube, and then just mark self <coughs> in brackets beside it. Shane, I would think that Jake's fear would probably be obscurity, isolation. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right then. Um, maybe falling into obscurity. Exactly. All right. Interesting. Cam. That was kind of the same I was going with, um, just falling into obscurity or, like, dying without being known. But at the same time, that's... That's also kind of where you live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's where you're at. That's, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's where your aspect um, lives. Maybe you're afraid of not being needed. Ooh, Ooh. All right, do you want to take that? So just like not being able to... Yeah, and what what do you think? Helplessness or ice? I think helplessness. That sounds like helplessness. Helplessness. Oh, yeah, like, you know, one time (laughs) we brought on a roadie who was a little better than you at stuff, and we started calling on him because we forgot you exist. No, no, he was better at one thing. At one thing. Like, this guy can drive a forklift like nobody's business. And so he's the guy we always go to for that, and you're like, but I've been so. Doing it for what do I mark for helplessness? Just you don't mark anything. Oh, okay. You're just going to make a note on there that says helplessness. Okay. 
excellent. Ex- I'm loving where this is going. This is like for, cool. for for all that I may bitch about this being in a whole different book from the actual game rules, this is a wonderful character creation process. Yeah, I'm really loving this. All right then. So apparently you're actually going to put a star down to uh, one of your identities for obsession. I was wrong. Not one of your abilities, one of your identities. Oh. The, the part of your identity that you obsess over. Yeah, well, yeah. So Avatar would be... Well, it, is that what you are obsessed over? I believe that would be... Or are you obsessed idea. over being that roastabout? Um, I definitely think the Avatar... Sure, then put a star next to it. Yeah. For me, it's, it's definitely old school Carney. Wannabe rocker is an important part of my life, <laughs> but, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. definitely in the past, you know? When, when Bragg gets into his 40s, he'll start up, you know, the band in Joe's Garage. All right, then. The next... Forever a garage band. Yeah. Oh, next up. Um, oh, this is when you were supposed to figure out your features. Well, fuck that. We've done it already. <laughs> we um, did the thing. Notch two more meters. Oh, Once again, up to 10. But you don't have to spend any at all if you want. Well, at this point I think I'll have to notch a little bit of helplessness. Mm. Sure. Yeah. How many you want? Uh, we'll bump it up to three. Sure. You're still a relatively normal person. Yeah. I ain't bumping shit. Alright. Shane, good shape do you want to be a nerd to violence? Uh, yeah, I'll stick to one violence. So you're up to three? Or? Yep. Perfect. Alright then. Add an element or connection, another person or place on the big board, and one more connection. Assure uh, your players they don't necessarily have to connect to what they just added. They can just leave that to uh, the other players and you. So I'm going to ask you each to add another person or location. Mm. Um, you know what? I'm going to pick for one of you. I think it's going to be for Will. It's going to be your old carnival. Okay, that's fair. And see, I was going to choose like the known wintering grounds of Benton Bros. But old carnival makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And what do we? And we're gonna. I think we're just gonna mark uh, connect you to that. Yeah. Then. Yeah. The J. Johnny Jones. Hey. Yep. Cancon. Oh. You think you're? We're almost two hours on this character creation oh thing. I mean, hey, <laughs> the, the benefits of Patreon. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. No, I'm not. I'm not sure, actually. Um, maybe it's um one of your films. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, one of your films. They, they kind of got a lot of attention. Maybe the maybe not the film you wanted to get attention. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go with that route. What do you want to call it? Uh, this dude, this douche is already a film by Alan Smithy, <laughs> yeah. though. Oh, what if, <laughs> what if there's like, like, what if it was like a commercial? Oh, wow. Right? That would hurt. It's like you did a really great Oh, no, it took, it like took off on YouTube. Listen, it went, you, you had a viral <laughs> hit and it was something you were not proud of that you just did for money for your real art. It's like some oh, no. child dysfunction. No, no, <laughs> no. You did a carnival for this. Uh, you did a commercial for the old carnival. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just going to call it The Commercial. <laughs> the Commercial. I'm gonna That's con- a lot better than what my suggestion was going to be. Hi, this is Anzi and your eyes, Johnson. <laughs> I hope our prices aren't too low. <laughs> you could do you could have done a commercial for Spatula City, Spatula City, Spatula City. 
All right then, Cam. And Chin, I'm actually going to mark the commercial to the old carnival. Okay. Um, and then you're going to kind of tie it. You tie into that slightly circuitously by your relationship with Bragg. And right. Then... Yeah. It all works. Yep. Making a sandwich, still selling fake doors. <laughs> <laughs> I got real fake doors. <laughs> Cam? Um, I... Can I link to maybe one of my old acts? One of the sure. actresses. She still talks to you sometimes? Yeah. Sure, what's her name? Jane Strong. Classic. And is she still performing? Or? Yeah. Okay. She hit it big without me. Oh, okay. yeah, she's in Cirque. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's in Vegas right now and doing Zumanity or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And... But here's the thing. You remember her, and you know you you talk to her sometimes. She legitimately probably doesn't actually remember what your actual yeah, name is. Every time I call, she, she has, has to look you up on like, Facebook. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she she's like, "What's this number?" Like she knows Hello? that she knows you, yeah. but at the same time, she hit it big, and you're still just plodding along, yeah. doing mm-hmm. your thing. You're never going to be famous. My God, these are broken characters. All this game is beautiful. <laughs> I really love okay. it. Okay. Guys, I gotta give you the bad news though. It's time to pay the piper. Okay, hit me. Add up all your uh, hardened stress. All of it. Figure out how much you have total. So just the check marks, huh? Yep. Thirteen. Unlucky. Divide by five. Uh, two point math. Uh, if there's a uh, divide by five and have the players put that number of failed notches on their meters, mm. all of them. Minus uh, sixteen, well, so that's three, right? Three. Um, um, I'm gonna say round rounding up. up. Of course, I'm we gonna are. say so round three then. Yeah. Okay, so I've got four. Oh, rough. Yeah. bro. Okay, and you we have get... twenty. Uh, wait, you have. Uh... I had eighteen. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> tough but fair. Yeah. So you're gonna have to figure out where you failed things, mm, and I'm gonna tell you how that affects you and oh, breaks you further as a human being. Exciting. Will's literally rubbing his hands with glee. Oh yeah. I came um, in. With, like, this bright character, and now he's just horribly changed. Yeah, that's what, that's what Undernermies does to you, man. This is so cool. Uh, you don't come in like a wrecking ball. The game comes in like a wrecking ball. Um, I'm just going to feel bad when I start playing. You could just put one in each, um, which is what Shane did. Yep, that's fair. I... Bragg miss. He, I think, I think he missed like something supernatural going past, like, like there's something like maybe something in his past that like looking up on it, like like, like, like maybe there was a Fiji mermaid or something that came yep. through, yeah. And then like looking back, he was like, no, 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 that that wasn't a fake, that was legit, unnatural. That's literally what the first unnatural one does. Um. It, it's pretty hard to tell. Perhaps you become a little superstitious, reading your horoscope daily, watching for lucky numbers, avoiding cracks on the sidewalk, etc. Unnatural, too. You have a few nightmares, and you are suspicious and or fascinated by occult and religious books, places, paraphernalia, and people. Do you want to go with unnatural, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put Will? two in there, for sure. All right. And then, and then I think I hit... Because isolation hit status, right? Yep. Um, 
Well, your failed check marks won't actually affect your rolls there. I know, but I'm just thinking how it affects how he behaves. Um, in uh, you can brain. interact with society and get through your everyday life with, uh, without real problems. You're maybe a little reserved with people at first, but you feel a kind of gratitude whenever a new acquaintance doesn't reject you. Uh, yeah, it's not quite it. I was thinking like... Oh my god, though, Cam, that's like you. Yeah, what? that spells you. Uh, isolation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you're, you, you feel a kind of gratitude whenever a new acquaintance doesn't reject you. I you're, think I'm going to put three in isolation. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you sleep alone, you sometimes suffer from insomnia. <laughs> Perhaps you don't like silence when you're by yourself. And Oh, yeah, no, that works really okay. <laughs> great with the... Uh, uh, what does self with, do if you take a hit? Uh, self. Uh, you don't have any real uncertainty yet, but every now and again you feel a sense of disassociation, an eerie moment when you feel alienated from your own character and motivations. Sure, I know I'm Greg Stolze, you might think, but who's Greg Stolze? <laughs> <laughs> then maybe a few, a few moments later you realize it's definitely not you. Yeah. Um, that's pretty sweet. You are not the author of a role-playing game called Meatbot Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I wish I was. Change um, character's next movie, Meet Greg Stolze. <laughs> but it's with an A, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you want to go with one? I think I'm going to take my last one in self. All right, That'd then. Be like the being John Nolan. Right? Because, yeah, he's yeah, right. <laughs> Being Craig Stolze. <laughs> Mr. Stolze, if you're, if you're listening, honestly, your role-playing games are amazing. We're sorry to take the piss out of you. Thank you but so you, much, though. But you did write that in there, so we... Uh, <laughs> We kind of do. Mental health check. When you counted up those hard notches, did you get twenty five or more? None of you did. Fine. Good. We're moving on. Okay. I mean, this guy's got some weird mental health going. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, your mental health problems. Um, and yeah. you know what, listeners? We're actually... I'm going to call that. We have our group... Oh, your cabal needs a name. Oh, yeah. The three of you, having just left the old carnival for unspecified reasons, out on the road, driving across America to the Benton Brothers... Where you're hoping to sign on the the, the the carnival of gold of milk and honey of golden plenty, mm-hmm. what do you call yourselves now? Because you've become as you go have you, as you've traveled, you've well, become part, you've become an act, and that act has become part of the occult under the gulls. Not the gulls. <laughs> we are not calling our gang the gulls. Should he car the gulls? The gull. Oh, didn't Mercury have a seagull or something? Uh, we'll look it up later. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, is going doors. Um, oh, we need a good name. This is the part where you guys always have problems because yeah. good names are so important, and there's so many and options. plenty. Yeah. The, um, um, uh, we are uh, okay. So we could be we could traveling be... across America in a truck full of carnival gear, driven by Chuck. Uh, obviously, I, well, I mean, ultimately, don't even think about it. Oh, of course, Chuck drives the car. <laughs> uh, um, do we? Do we? Are, like, are we performing our way to Benton Brothers, or are we just hightailing? Hightailing, I think, but like taking it slow, going. No, you're to- like, like we're you're not- totally performing your way. Yeah. Okay, okay, we're so busking we're, our way. We're busking America. our way you're, across because that means we have an act. What do we call our act? And the name uh, of your act is going to be the name of your cabal, exactly. Um, and that's where we're going to finish this episode. Okay, so we've got a guy who can do strongman stuff. Yeah. We can do some sweet projections. And we've got a guy who can do like a little bit of everything, magic and stuff. Um Oh, oh what if we're doing um, what if we're doing like an escape act? Right? Or no, we could, we could also be doing a tenant one. That could that'd be interesting. We'll always have an escape up. act and call it fuck Houdini. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh it's it's F Star C K Houdini. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. You must have seen that episode of Ghostbusters. You don't fuck with Houdini. <laughs> yeah. 
I kind of like that. You can have like an act in that act called like muscle monologues or something. <laughs> muscle well, monologues. Well, and he he did strongman stuff too. Yeah. Um, All right then, let's we're going with the cabal. Fuck who Yeah, it's. Bla- it's just sort of like F Houdini, yeah. F star C K Houdini. Yeah, there's an exclamation mark in there. Yeah. yeah. All right, write write it down, yeah. everybody. F Houdini. You're gonna get locked in a box by a ghost in a purple straitjacket. We're gonna fight the ghost of Houdini. I don't like it. Well, actually, it almost works as well because Houdini was a famous demunker. Well, and that's the thing. We're also gonna we. I, I think the the gimmick is we go around and we do some of Houdini's classic acts. And then we should, like we show we like we project some some footage of what he did, right. and then we show how it's done, right? In like a Harry Houdini was famous way. for debunking the supernatural. Where today, folks, we're gonna debunk Houdini. Yeah, that's that's the gimmick right there. <laughs> All right then. Okay, well we're um we're gonna be back next episode with the actual adventures of the fuck Houdini crew as they travel across America in search of the Benton Brothers Circus and mysteries and strange happenings shall unfold. Yeah. It gonna be fun. Bye! Oh yeah, I'm Derek Bart for Chase the Muse and I've been joined with Will Mitchell. Chase Fitzgerald, Cameron Dunn. You'll come back now and don't be a bunch of rubes! Yeah, make sure you check out our Grandy Grass. Find find the majestic egress. Only five dollars. Ciao. The Terrible Warriors has new episodes out every Tuesday and Thursday. And Unknown Armies, a film by Alan Smithy, will return in two weeks' time. Ah, what started as a lark turns deadly and things get mysterious in Shrewb County. And should you return to us on Tuesday... We're still running through our premiere episodes of our second batch of Year 5 campaigns. So on Tuesday, let's start a new store. You voted for this if you're a Patreon supporter. When we put up a poll asking you what game to play next, Will Mitchell makes his Game Master debut on the Terrible Warrior podcast in a game of romance, adventure, swashbuckling, and sorcery. We're playing the Seventh Sea. And next Thursday, alternating with Unknown Armies, Derek the Burrow is still running his Thursday game. And this time, he's brought players from across the country and enrolled them into a place called Kagagami High. How the terrible warriors are going back to school, but uh, this school's a little weird. I mean, is that one a bird? Yep, that's a bird. Also on Tuesday, alternating with the 7th C, Bree is running through a game. Uh, it's her first game, also first time GM here on the show. It's Star Wars, Ashes of the Empire. Oh, this isn't the Star Wars you know. This time, they're the bad guys. Definitely the bad guys. Episode 2, in two weeks' time. And along with our roster of rotating one-shot campaigns, we've got some bonus episodes for you. Every single Sunday, Justin Eacock is running us through Modifius's living campaign and Star Trek adventures. Every Sunday is Star Trek Sundays. First up in the list of living campaign adventures is the rescue on Xerxes IV. Ah, we'll get back to the horizon, but for now they gotta deal with a whole crashing on an alien world problem. And if you were listening to the preview of the Cambridge Chronicles podcast, that preview has come to its end. But the Cambridge Chronicles have not ended at all. No, no, no. 
You can subscribe to the Cambridge Chronicles right now by searching for wherever you find podcasts or by visiting terriblewarriors.com slash Cambridge Chronicles. It's an ongoing Dungeons and Dragons campaign run by Mike Dodd out of his house in Guelph. It's classic Terrible Warriors. It's stripped right back to our roots. One game, one gaming group, one game master, the Cambridge Chronicles Weekly. Subscribe now! Oh, become a Patreon supporter at TerribleWarriors.com slash Patreon. When you do that, you get to be named in our games, you get postcards sent in the mail, you get access to our exclusive debrief episodes, you get your name turned orange on the Discord channel, which, along with being hella cool, also gives you access to our virtual studio audience, where you can listen in on select games that we patch into Discord, so you can hear what it's like when we record live. Follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. Send us your play reports at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. Come back to us in two weeks' time for the next episode in Unknown Armies, because today's Terrible Warriors were Derek Burrow, Shane Fitzgerald, Cameron Dunn, and Will Mitchell. We'll see you next time, right here on the Terrible Warriors.